Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously, and that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Somehow made it to the final hour on this Friday, a meet Friday at that. The Traegers are all fired up. Italian beef coming up. That was my nickname in uh, high school. Really? I I was known as Italian beef. Even though I was Irish, I don't know. It was just strange. (laughs) Hey, Italian beef. Because you're on a roll. Oh, okay. I like that. Thank you, Seton. Thank you. Uh, final hour, we'll talk to Jim Jackson. Jim was on the call last night uh, with the play-in games, the first four, as we like to say. Last night, 10th season that the NCAA tournament opened with the first four. The four games yesterday were decided by a combined total of 16 points. That ties for the smallest total margin for the first four in those 10 years. As we make way for the former Ohio State great, uh, Jim calling UCLA, Michigan State, as well as Drake and Wichita State. He'll be on the call three games on Saturday, UNC Greensboro, Florida State, USC Drake, Gonzaga, and Norfolk State. How are you doing on sleep there, Jim? You doing all right? What a sleep. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, after that game last night went into overtime, you know, we were at Mackey Arena, so we had to drive back to Indy afterwards. But, man, it was worth it. It really was to see those young men – we didn't get a chance to play last year, kind of, especially the, the first time for a lot of them um, to be a part of it was special. Now you had the winners and you had the losers, of course, but uh, not getting enough sleep was well worth it. And I know that the headline from those games last night was what happened with Coach Izzo in the tunnel yeah. right at the end of the first half. What did you see? What did you think in the moment? And do you still feel the same way that you did when you saw it in real time? Well, I mean, you understand, I've been covering, you know, Michigan State since 2007. So this is not the first time I've seen inter- exchanges like that with Coach Izzo, whether that's with Draymond Green or Kalen Lucas or Denzel Valentine. The list goes on and on. He opens and invites that kind of conversation and that kind of exchange with his players. Now, I think optically it didn't look good for people who don't follow Michigan State. And even if they do – it's still optically with a player running off, coach grab, player moves again, coach grabs. It doesn't look good. And to boot, you had some other interactions within the huddle before that. Okay. So I know Coach Izzo. I know those guys. I know what the meaning behind it is. So my perception is different than someone's on the outside who just see it optically. Yeah, I understand it, and I've known Coach for probably 25 years, and I know this is his style. It just didn't look good. 
Yeah. Because as you know, Jim, better than me, you know, the coach can love you and, and, and you know, he's so invested and it's so important. Mm-hmm. And, but he didn't, he loses his composure. Coaches are always saying to players, don't lose your composure, but then you have coaches who lose their composure. Mm-hmm. That's a teaching moment. Hey, you want to grab Gabe Brown and, and escort him into the locker room? You know what mm-hmm. happens in the locker room. You can air out whatever you want to, and the player can even say something back, but mm-hmm. not not on the basketball floor or in the tunnel when the cameras are on you. No, and, and that's the dilemma when you have a passionate coach and passionate players like that where it, it spills over. And I think it spilled over in two aspects. One, that aspect because, again, the optics didn't look good for Coach Izzo, who's supposed to be the one that calms everybody down. In regards to when things get out of control, it's up to the coach to kind of rein in the players and their emotions. Second, I thought by having too much of that, especially in the second half, it splintered some chances for Michigan State to be able to take hold of the game when they had it. And not just with Coach Izzo, but once a player begins to defend his actions, now he's doing it with his teammates along with the coaches then a lot of times you don't hear the instructions that someone is trying to give you because you're trying to defend your action and that's what happened unfortunately with michigan state now i'll say this dan the difference with with this team also a few years ago with even a cassius winston or draymond green these guys had control they were natural leaders denzel valentine this team doesn't have it so when it spirals out of control now no one on the court brings the team together because you don't have that one leader, that one guy that can do that like they've had in the past. Yeah, that, those are all great points. We're talking to Jim Jackson, the uh, former great at Ohio State, spent 14 years in the NBA. 14 years, right? Yeah. No all-star appearance. No, the closest I got was my third year, the year I got injured. Um, Jamal and I both were right there on the cusp, but um, – um, Dan Marty got voted in as a starter when he played for the Suns and the All-Star game was in Phoenix, so that took a slot away. Mm. So I never got a chance to play in that game, uh, unfortunately. So but, that, you know, that's why you don't like Marley to this day, right? I can't stand <laughs> I can't. <laughs> do you hold a grudge? Do you do you hold a grudge against anybody that you played against to this day? I mean, because what happened to me happened to me because it was a reason. You know, when I got injured, I can't hold that against anybody but else. But at know? any moment in your career? Like you- I did. I did. I did. I'm not going to lie. Um, it was an incident that happened with Tracy Grady, McGrady and I in Houston for one of the reasons why, why I may have got traded or not. I believe it was the reason, but <laughs> I kind of I kind of grew up and let that go. Kind of. <laughs> what happened? Oh, I can't tell you. Well, no, it was, it, I got traded right after Christmas. And um, I don't know, I heard some stuff in the background about how I got traded. And I didn't take to it too well. And I kind of confirmed some things, but uh, I, I moved on. Paulie, bring in uh, Tracy McGrady said to join us. <laughs> He's ready, Dan. <laughs> bring, hey, bring him in. Bring him in. What, do you remember the best performance you ever saw that you witnessed on the basketball floor? College or pro? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I was I was at the game when Michael Jordan hit the um, um, six three what was it six three pointers against uh, Portland yeah in ninety two, so I was I was in Chicago for the combine, so my agent and I went to the game, okay so that was I saw Michael Jordan play before, um, but that was my introduction really into the league itself in a championship form okay that's. I think that was game one or two of that series. And the old Chicago stadium, stadium of yeah. course, you know, and it was Portland, Clyde against Michael. It was a championship. It was just electric inside that arena. And to see Michael do his thing that day, that evening, was just like, I was like, oh, man, this is what I'm this is what I'm about to get involved with. That, that was the best. But what happened that first time you took the floor and you have to guard Jordan? Well, you know, for, fortunately, well, unfortunately, my rookie year, I wasn't there because I, I held out. So I missed him before he retired. 
Remember that. Oh, okay. That's right. So when I finally got a chance to, to for Michael to come back, that was that 95 season. I, I will say this, eerie moment. So we get on the court and it's just quiet. Now the, we're at home in Dallas. The fans are screaming, but I don't hear nothing. I just see Michael. And it's just almost like when, when I'm guarding him, it was just he and I on the court, nobody else. I mean, never had that feeling before. Not that I was intimidated by Mike, because we had some games back and forth, but it was just, this is the goal. This is Michael. And that's all I felt and heard was just he and I on the court. Did he, did he say anything? Oh, he talked all kind of stuff. What do you mean? I was young, and I talked stuff back, you know. Mike, Mike, you know, he got into his – early on, he may say something. It depends on how, how the game is going. But then he'll nudge you along, especially – he may say some things to the ref about you, but he's talking about you, about you can't guard or something like that. So it's it's like, but you, but Mike, what I found, Dan, is this. Mike, along like with Kobe and other guys like that, they respect guys who go back at them and don't back down. Now, you may not get them or be as good as them, don't get me wrong, but as long as you show that you are a competitor and you compete, those kind of guys, those guys respect you. What was the difference between Kobe and Mike? Uh, Mike didn't take a lot of bad shots. So Mike strategically knew how to get to his spots and not take a lot of bad shots. Kobe at times would force the issue, especially when he was younger. Okay. Kobe would, would bail you out by taking some really tough shots and his teammates would get upset. But Michael was so surgical in what he did. Okay. Even when he was younger, he was a volume shooter, but he didn't take a lot of bad shots. And that's the difference between the two. And Kobe, I think, learned that as he got older, that he could still get his numbers and points without jeopardizing the offense by putting it in the tough situation by taking tough shots. I wonder about these guys who played in a different era. You know, Bird would be dominant now with the three-point shot. I don't know mm -hmm. if magic would kind of morph into what Jason Kidd did. And that is Jason became a very good three point shooter. Mm -hmm. um, is Michael going to be a volume three point shooter if he was playing now? Uh, or is he going to be like a Durant, like that guy who can go mid range if he needs to? Mm -hmm. So I'm always curious about what yesterday would have done today in today's game. Um, and the fact you can't put your hands on anybody today. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me let me give you a better one. Let me give you a guy's played back in the day. Okay, and I'm going to answer that question. Let's take Steph Curry. Yeah. People always talk about, well, Steph, if he played back in the 80s and 90s, he wouldn't be physical enough to play. I said, ho, ho, wait, wait, wait a minute. Well, yeah, Spud Webb that played. Michael Adams that played. Muggsy Bowles that played. D. Brown that played. All guys who are slimmer, shorter, that played. And you know why? They grew up in that era where they played on the playground. They played in the alleys. They played in people's backyards. They played a physical game. So they grew up playing that way. Steph would have been the same way. Steph wouldn't have been the player we saw or we see today because he would have grew up playing the game differently. Okay? So fast forward. If you put a Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, a Magic Johnson in today's game, I said this about Alonzo Mourning. Listen, bro. You wouldn't be dominating in the post in this era because at the age of 10, 11, 12, you would be a five man that would pick and pop. So your game wouldn't be the same because you grew up being taught to play differently. So Michael, Magic, Bird, all would have different iterations of their game that would have changed because the way they grew up playing and being taught the game. Now, the attitudes would probably still be there but the games would be different on how they approached how they played, in my mind. Phil Jackson told me a few years ago that, you know, you can't put your hand on Mike. He would he would average 40 a game, at least. Is that well, he was close a couple of times I before, even when, you, even when you could. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he was already there. Yeah, 37 one year, <laughs> exactly. but he, he might have averaged 45 a game. Is, is that is that you know because I don't want to be that oh I remember you know the, the my era you know and all that stuff but would could Mike have averaged forty five a game? Yeah, because we saw with, with Wilt when nobody could guard Wilt. Now again, the league was different. You didn't have the number of teams when Wilt played. Maybe sixteen at his height. 
you know, the Eastern and, and Western division back back then until it got into the 70s and expanded. But Mike was the same way. You th think about it. When he averaged 37, he was still learning how to play early in his career. Okay, now you take away some hand checking a little bit later, that gives you more free throws, okay, and more attempts at the basket. So that's really only, if you go from 37 to 45, okay, that's four more free throws, two more buckets. That's all that is yeah. per game. Yeah. So it's not unrealistic to think that he could have been in that 40 to 45 point per game range. We're talking to Jim Jackson, uh, Turner Sports. He'll be on the call. He's got three games coming up this weekend. UNC Greensboro, Florida State, USC Drake, Gonzaga, Norfolk State. Give me the number one seed, do you think? Uh, maybe a little vulnerable. Um, Michigan. Okay. Oh, no doubt. And the reason why I say it is because Isaiah Livers, their main top scorer, is not playing. He had the stress reaction in his foot and looks to be out. And, and Dan, as you know, at this time of season, you have an injury like that to a key player, you can't replace them. You don't have time to make up, you know, filling the substitution pattern with guys that feel comfortable in that position enough at this stage when it's a one game scenario. You know, if this was a Big Ten, you know, at the end of the Big Ten uh, season, right, right going into conference championships, eh, maybe, maybe he gets back and heal. But right now, not having him on the floor now changes the dynamics of how their offense operates. Gives you a big body that can stretch and shoot it, a leader on the floor, an experience, and you can't substitute that. So out of the top four seeds, that's the one, because if they get through the first game against, I think, Texas Southern, they may have to face a tough LSU team that took, you know, that really played well in the SEC championship game against Alabama down to the wire. So that that itself is a tough matchup if they get there. Your junior year, you faced the Fab Five? Oh, yeah. Three times. How'd you fare? Well, I like to believe that the first two we dominated. Uh, the third one, for whatever reason, when I go back to classic sports and it comes on TV, the Elite Eight game, in overtime, we lost. And I, I, I keep, for some reason, Dan, thinking that the outcome is going to change. <laughs> but, but it, but it never, so, I, so I stopped watching it. But, you know, here's the beauty about that Fat Five team. And they're all personal, good, great friends of mine. I played with Chris in Sacramento, played with Jawan in Houston. Jimmy King was a... Um, Rookie, he came and um, was a free agent at, at the Mavs, and Jalen and I know each other well, and Ray Jackson. Great group of guys. But they grew from the team that we dominated twice in that season to a different, more confident group when we played them in the Elite Eight and got to overtime and ended up losing. So, you know, just, again, it just wasn't meant to be. But, yeah, that's my – when I played with those guys, that's it, that, they hung that over me all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. I got you for 20 points in that game. Actually, I had 24. 24? Yeah, overtime. Paulie, check and see if Jim Jackson's adding to his stats there. Yeah, yeah I might be, but I swear it was Mr. Jackson, I don't want to argue with you, but the box score, I got you at 20. In my mind, it was 24. If you <laughs> had 24, you would have won. Jim, you would have won well, if you had 24. Again, it goes back to my classic story where I look at it and I want things to be differently. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. You're watching the a game you know the outcome and you're going to want. I know the outcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but see, that's the, isn't that the definition of insanity? Yes. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. We you all have it at some point. You weren't in Dallas when I came to Dallas to have a shooting contest against Jason Kidd? No, I was. Do you remember, remember when – because – It was Jason's rookie year, wasn't it? And he left practice. He, he said he got sick during practice, so he didn't have to shoot uh, against me. Oh, is that what you believe? Oh, I know that. But see, here we go. Back then, so, Jim, back then, I could take Jason Kidd and eat, and he'll be honest with you. He'll tell you that I could. So, Absolutely. So, oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's get this correct. We were going to shoot threes. I remember this. I don't know if it was his rookie year or his second year. I can't remember the year. But so you're telling me that he, he the professional, yes. 
professional yes. said that he's sick because he didn't want to lose a Dan Patrick. This wasn't a passing contest, Jim. It was a shooting contest. Okay, but you're missing my point. Like, I'm, I'm, offended. I'm offended that you would think <laughs> Jay Kidd could beat me back then shooting. Well, and that's just like Jay Kidd saying, well, I'm going to come to ESPN and sit in your seat and anchor, you know, the show, and you decide that you get sick and leave. Yes. And no, you thinks- wouldn't do that. If you he, wouldn't do that. I would sit there and wait for him. I wouldn't sick out. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jason Kidd sicked out of practice that day. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't believe it. Jim? I don't believe it. I, I, I'll, don't believe it. I, I, I'll swear on <laughs> my guys. Hey. I swear on my guy. Jason Kidd will tell you that he sicked he out. Would, he would tell that? Yes, he will. All right. I, okay. When you see Jason Kidd next okay, time, we're, we're in LA. All you need to so do I, is go, hey, uh-huh. hey, uh, Jason, I talked to Dan Patrick. He said that you uh, sicked out, didn't want to shoot against him. Uh, when he came, <laughs> I came to Dallas just to shoot against him, Jim. Okay. Yeah, I made I, a I, house no, call. I, no, I believe your intentions are right. I really do. There's no, do. In, there's no intention. No, I believe your intention to come there and shoot him was, was true. Yes, I was going to. We and I believe you really think you could win. I do believe that. Oh, I could have won. I just don't believe the rest of it. Why don't you, why don't you text him since you know him <laughs> and then maybe call Fritzy back and apologize for doubting me? I'm a, I'm a Buckeye, I don't have, Jim. I, don't, I, don't have his, I know, but I don't have his number. Oh. 1-800-CAN'T-SHOOT is his number. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny. He ended up being oh, I know. in the top 10 all-time of three-point shots made. How, how crazy is that? And look at what I did for his career. Yeah. I motivated you him. You did that. I motivated him and Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Jim. Okay. Man, man. I'm starting to side with Tracy McGrady right now. You wouldn't be the first. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Great to talk right, to you brother. as always. Anytime, brother. All right. That's uh, Jim Jackson, Turner Sports, college uh, football analyst there, and he's got three games coming up this Candidate. Weekend. For uh, segment of the year? The reaction in the room? Yeah. would have been nice if the Buckeye had my back there. <laughs> I mean, that would have been nice. Elite eight for sure. We're really rounding out. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was good. That was a lot of fun. Uh Coming up, Jim Brockmeyer, legendary broadcaster Jim Brockmeyer will join us. We'll take a break. I'll try to get some phone calls in there. Uh, Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Golf Today on Golf Channel. Over the weekend on NBC, it's the Honda Classic. To meet Friday, make sure you check out a Traeger grill. You'll love it. Wood pellet grill, the ability to grill, smoke, bake, Roast, braise, barbecue, all-in-one. Six-in-one versatility. Head to TraegerGrills.com slash DP show. Start shopping or check one out at a dealer near you. Just over 10,000 of you have entered our Celebrity Bracket Challenge. We took your brackets. Uh, supposed to be 11 Eastern. We extended it a little bit, but we got over just over 10,000. So thank you for uh, joining us. And you can follow along your results, see how well you fare against uh, some of the celebrities in our bracket challenge. Uh, you can sign up for the newsletter at danpatrick.com. Enter your email address in the box that slides out. Bottom right corner, you're good to go to get a wrap-up of the day's events. We'll uh, get to phone calls coming up. The legendary broadcaster, he's Jimmy Brockmeyer, good friends with Hank Azaria, and uh, we thought it would be fun to have him on. He did uh, give us a uh, c- uh, celebrity bracket, but known as a baseball guy. And uh, Jim Brockmeyer joining us on the program. Have, have you ever called a college basketball game there, Jimmy? You know, I did. Uh, very early in my career, I called games uh, for the basketball program at the Art Institute of Kansas City. Very, very bad team uh, filled with performance artists and uh, interpretive dancers and mimes. Very frustrating because they, they could do very impressive physical feats, but they had no clue how to play basketball. It was uh, like watching a bizarro version of the Harlem Globetrotters. But the mimes are very good at boxing people out, Dan. You see what I did there with the boxing? You see that? See see what you did there, Jimmy. I, I, yeah. I, you set them up, you knock them down. Yeah. I went old school with you on that one. I don't know why I always want to Im- imitate your voice when I'm talking to you. You you just you have that unique delivery, and I always want to get into Jimmy Brockmeyer. Maybe it was when you know, I was a kid growing up listening to you, and maybe, I don't know, maybe tried to emulate you a little bit. It gets in there, doesn't it? It's yeah. like uh, it's like I'm like your Jiminy Cricket. I'm like the voice of your conscience. It's like uh, embedded. Would you rather go out for beers with Vin Scully or uh, the late Harry Carey? Oh, what a wonderful question! You know, I mean, the obvious. I've been with both. The obvious answer is Harry Carey. I'm going to say Vin Scully because uh, here's the thing about Vin: he does not go out for beers. He goes out for a beer, and then, at least this was true in the '80s when I went out with him without telling anybody. Dan, he dro- he likes to drop acid and it turns into a crazy evening. I mean, if you think 
here in Vince Scully call a baseball game is perfection. Just wait till you hear him narrate his own mental journey into the fourth dimension. Uh, it remains one of my most treasured memories as a baseball announcer is watching a shirtless Vin Scully describe the eye of God in the Chavez Ravine parking lot while trying to ride a coyote like a horse, which he did do. It's a good thing there wasn't social media back then. Yeah, it would have been. I never would have filmed it. Well, actually, I probably would have in the poster. I mean, it's a strong accusation there, what you just made. It's not an accusation. It's a, it's a celebration. Oh, what it is. <laughs> um, how many plaid jackets do you have? I have I have two. I, this was the original. Uh, this was eighteen dollars, and then they made another one for me because it got a little got a little seedy and smelly. Yeah. So I had to have another go to. Yeah. When people see you on the street, what do they say to you? Uh, you <laughs> well, they usually avoid eye contact with me. Several of them, um, several of them, I've had run-ins with. Often, I never know who I'm. So, so much of my life has been blacked out that I never know. I have people coming up to me accusing me of stuff, and I used to take umbrage, and now I realize they're probably right. I probably did do that. So, uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, they say, hey, aren't you that guy? And I say, oh, you know, I'm wanted in several states, <laughs> so you probably have seen my picture at the post office. When did drinking on the air start? I think it's as old as time, isn't it? I mean, uh, I, for me, right from the beginning. I mean, uh, I was the youngest, uh, youngest uh, man, the youngest person. To ever call a professional baseball game, I was 21 years old, and uh, I started right in. I learned from the best. I didn't know that you could actually could call a game without it. I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> is it so you can get? Is it makes baseball tolerable if you've been drinking? I mean, who? Uh, I guess Joe Buck just recently yeah, shared. Did. Yes, he did. That uh, <laughs> he and Troy like to have a couple. Um, you know, I look. I don't know about football. But baseball, man, you got to fill a lot of time with a lot of words, Dan Patrick. I mean, it make, does make it a lot easier. I mean, there's a reason why fans enjoy beer at the game. It's no different from the announcers. I mean, you got to get through that thing somehow. Are you okay with implementing uh, digital strikes on? They're going to do that in the minor leagues, but uh, and then I guess see how that works and bring it into you the know, majors? Yeah, I've accepted. I don't know if I'm okay with it. I've accepted it as inevitable. I have a tinge of disappointment about it because i do love the uncertainty of the human umpire i mean there's nothing like being in a stadium packed full of people waiting anxiously to hear the opinion of an out of shape middle-aged man you know it, it's an experience you usually only get at, at baseball games at the republican national convention but i hope the hope the digital strike zones do have some variability you know uh keep a little of that human umpire craziness like every every april fool's day I love it if there's a knob they can turn that sets the machine to like Angel Hernandez or something. <laughs> I'm going to miss seeing managers argue with these guys. I think at the very least, they should allow teams to have a robot assistant coach, one that's programmed to fight with the umpire, like a tiny little one with a Chicago White Sox hat on, a little Tony LaRumba, and he can roll out there and yell the <laughs> F word and spray dust on home plate or something. He's the legendary Jim Brockmeyer, the minor league baseball play-by-play voice. Uh, best advice that you give to uh, those that would like to try to succeed in this field, what would it be? Boy, uh, usually I discourage them, both out of sympathy for them, trying to save them and their parents a lot of heartache, but also jealousy. Like I try to, I try to cut the, cut young people off at the knees, uh, Dan, because I don't want to deal with them. I don't. These millennials are getting in my face. You know what I mean? And. Uh, so I don't offer too much encouragement. I try to I try to intimidate them and, and discourage them. Where are you working this uh, spring or this summer? I'm currently uh, uh, between. I have a new pod. Oh, that's uh, the nice segue. I have a new podcast coming out. A Jim Brockmeyer podcast. Wait, a so Jim, you're not doing baseball? I, well, no, no, taking a little break between jobs. Don't want to go into why I got fired from the last one, but um, so this is uh, uh, your between jobs, not by your doing. It's never by my own doing, Dan. No, they. they well, you may have done to... it, but you're in between jobs because somebody's not going to hire you. Yeah, or they just. <laughs> I'm uh, currently I'm between jobs, okay. as we okay. like to say. But podcast. saw an opportunity for this podcast thing. Okay. Uh, I had a, they had to have a young person come to me and explain the difference between a radio show <laughs> and a podcast. And several hours later, I still did not understand, but apparently, I agreed to do it. Pretty sure I was blackout drunk for that, too. Do you know, is there, a, what's the difference, Dan, between the radio show and a podcast? Is there any difference? No commercial breaks during a podcast. Oh, okay. 
See, I just thought it was one of these modern term things like they like to do. Like, it's not a snowstorm, it's a polar vortex. Not a vegetable, it's plant-based. You know, it's not a radio show, it's a podcast. Well, podcast can go as long as you want it to go. Radio, you know, I, it's like podcast is an extra inning game. Who knows how long it's going to go? Uh, thank you for putting it into terms. I yeah. can understand. Yeah. yeah. By the way, uh, the top of your head looks nice. Uh, uh, your, your, uh, your cranial sprouts. We still call it hair. Or do I have to say cranial sprouts? Now? Uh, you can call it hair. I can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did and you? Shoe, are, sho- are shoes still shoes? They're not foot impact reduction? <laughs> no, I think they're shoes. Okay, great. All yeah, right, so I, podcast. All right. Yeah, I don't want you to adapt to today. I want you to continue to be you from yesterday. I agree, but these kids today make it harder and harder. No, no, you be you, Jim. All right, I'm going to take that with me. And to my next job, when I'm lucky enough to get hired, I'm going to take that advice with me. How's your love life, by the way? Uh, uh, disturbing, as usual. Um, I, uh, in, between, all, in between women? Quite literally. Like, <laughs> you can't see it. Wait, there but are two got, women in there? Yeah, wow. on either side. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's like those uh, TV shows from the 70s. I used to love that. That cliche from TV shows. And so guys would walk in with two babes on their arms. Yeah. yeah. I never saw that in real life. Did you? No. No. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I'm still looking for it, but no, I've, I've not seen it. Like, I Dream a Genie is not real. No, pretty sure that was that was not a documentary. No, no, it was not. Um, so you're in the bracket challenge. Apparently, you guys asked me to do it, so I did it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, do you have any idea what you're doing? Well, you know, I tell you, you asked me to do it, so I, you know, I tried to take it seriously. I spent about I stared at this bracket for like 15 minutes, uh, mostly just trying to care, trying to work up some way to care about it. Uh, <laughs> couldn't do that. Uh, failed at that. But, uh, you know, I, I, under normal circumstances, I find it uh, who cares. But this year, it's really weird. I think it's strange. We've trapped a bunch of college students in a hotel for our amusement. Sounds more like the premise of a pornographic film. But, you know, I did the bracket. So I'm, I'm, my process was I started by writing two of the final four at Oral Roberts, Oral Roberts and Moorhead State. I know that's immature. Don't care. Work backwards from that. In the Midwest, I have Loyola Chicago getting knocked out in the first round. Apologies to Sister Jean. And I wasn't allowed to write this in the prediction, but I believe that due to a combination of COVID-19 and the power of Sister Jean's Christian prayer, Loyola Chicago will rise again in the third round like Jesus, but then lose again immediately to Illinois. So. <laughs> Never grow up, Jimmy, okay? I will not. <laughs> I will not go uh, and I and I wish you well with uh, that podcast there and um, and and I hope to talk to you soon. It's coming out in April. Charles Barkley's our first guest. I hope you will join us and we're going to have luminaries from the world of sports. Is there alcohol involved? Of course. Then I'll do it. <laughs> just by showing up, I mean, my blood alcohol level. You could probably just <laughs> breathe near me and you'll you'll get nice and wasted. Jimmy Brockmeyer. Uh, Jim, thanks for entering the bracket challenge and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Dan Patrick. Always a pleasure. Jimmy Brockmeyer. Not sure I believe all the stories that he tells, but he tells it in a unique way. A Hall of Famer, Jimmy Brockmeyer. Yes, Paul. Sometimes if you watch uh, the Cubs, what's it, the Cubs channel, Marquee Network? Or, yeah. Um, you can see old Cubs games. And I think people would be shocked to hear that announcers really did drink on the air. Like, you know, Carrie Carey, it's Harry like Carey. that novelty. Yeah. He used to do one show a, a summer out in the bleachers, and they would set up a, a card table Maybe him and Steve Stone, whoever the guy was with him. And there'd be a tall boy, a Budweiser, right next to him. Not like hidden in the side where you couldn't see it because Budweiser was a sponsor. Harry would crack it as the first inning started and it was hot. He would take his shirt off on national. (laughs) I'm not kidding. WGN. He'd take the shirt off if it got a little hot in the bleachers. It's like something from a movie. I'm glad I met Harry before he passed away when I was in Chicago. And I, I spent a lot of time in Chicago, obviously with the Bulls, and I was covering the Bulls when they got to the playoffs, uh, certainly in the NBA Finals. And uh, I went to a Cubs game, and I was there for batting practice. So I was down on the field. And I remember saying to somebody in the PR department, I said, you know, could I meet Harry? And he said, yeah, yeah. And then I said, well, you'd let me know what I need to do. And he goes, okay. And he comes up to me like five minutes later. He goes, uh, Harry's coming down. I go, Harry's coming down? I said, I, I would go up. He came down, 
could not have been nicer and just funny, playful. And, uh, but I got that opportunity to meet him. And uh, I remember when he died, going to his bar, Harry Carey's, and uh, had a had a toast to Harry Carey. All right, we'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. And uh, Mario has to take a pie to the face. He made a mistake yesterday on our newsletter. And uh, Mario does a great job with the newsletter, but he made a mistake. I was talking about Indiana and the candidates for the Indiana job. And I said that Scott Drew at Baylor was not one of the candidates. He was not going to get that job. Might be a candidate, but not getting that job, according to what I was told. Mario put in the newsletter, Drew Scott. He's one of the property brothers, apparently. So <laughs> at the tell, Drew Scott is not going to get the job at Indiana. I know that for a fact. Are you sure? That I know for sure. I don't even need a source on that. Yeah. And if Drew Scott gets the job at Indiana, then I will take a pie to the face. But uh, coming up, Mario has to take a, uh, a a pie to the face. Yes, McClellan. There are rumors he's looking at real estate in the Bloomington area. Oh, okay. Property Brothers, so I got it. All right, we'll take a break. Back after this. And if you're watching on Peacock, uh, it's Italian beef coming off the Traeger Grill right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Close up shop. I want to send this out to Keyshawn Johnson and his family as his first daughter 
His oldest daughter passed away earlier this week. Last call for phone calls. Close up shop. Great week. A lot of fun. Guys did a great job. No, not you guys. I was talking about the audience. Oh. They did a great job. Like Fritzy ready to take a victory. Line. I was grinning from ear to ear. Wow. Yeah. Caught me. No. The audience did a great job. And uh, 10,000 of you submitted your brackets. You're playing for pride. And uh, good luck coming up here in uh, about 20 minutes. Tip-off time. This day in sports history, Paulie, what do you have for me? It's a pretty good one. 1995, Michael Jordan returns to the Chicago Bulls after a year and a half of retirement. He scored 19 points in a loss to the Pacers. The game, televised on national TV for NBC, was the most watched regular season game in NBA history with 35 million viewers. Wow. <laughs> By the way, speaking of basketball, did you see last night with the Hornets and the Lakers? LeBron was great. LaMelo Ball was awesome. Not necessarily going toe-to-toe with LeBron, but he's doing some, uh, some big boy things there. And then you have LeVar Ball, dad, who wants the Pelicans to trade Lonzo, saying, quote, he can't stay in New Orleans. You know, just let, let your kids, like, let them have their own lives there. You know? Oh, boy. But LaMelo's playing great. Lonzo's shooting better. And there's talk that maybe uh, the New York Knicks might be a destination for him. Uh, let me see. Uh, Josh in L.A. Hi, Josh. What do you have for me today? Hey, DP. Hey, bud. Uh, 510 and a, a swole 200. <laughs> Got a quick uh, Coach Wooden story. I was a UCLA student in, I think, 97. Um, I got to wait on him as a bank teller in the valley by his house. And uh, at our bank, we had to key in all the individual checks instead of just putting in the transaction and then doing it at the end of the day. Like most banks, I screwed up his transaction. <laughs> so I had to redo the transaction right in front of him. There were like 20 people in line waiting behind him. It was so embarrassing, but he was the nicest guy ever. And it was a fairly big check. And then Lavin was the coach at the time. And I asked him how he thought the team would do it. He just said, I think they'll do fine. I think he was just trying to be polite. Yes. Yeah, he was an <laughs> extremely polite person. Thank you, Josh. By the way, the 1215 podcast today, you can go to danpatrick.com. The, uh, the back room guys have the podcast, the big German and Dylan uh, Mario is going to be on there. Todd Fritz is going to be the guest. On I the- am. It's like that SNL thing when you're like, you're a five timer or a three timer. They get all excited. Is, is this your third time? I think it's at least my third time. Third time on the 1215. I, I tend to go a little long and then they, uh, they want me to tighten up my responses. You promised me that you won't do that anymore. I'm going to go shorter. Don't, I'm don't keep it hijack clean. it. Don't hijack it. And I don't want any bathroom talk. No bathroom talk. That's a promise. Okay. If you go over seven minutes, then you get hit with a pie. On Monday. That is fair. I'm going to keep my answers hopefully interesting and wow. short and sweet. Okay. Uh, if you're watching on Peacock, uh, coming up, uh, as we say goodbye on radio, on Peacock, Mario has to take a pie to the face because he made a mistake in the newsletter. I mean, we all do at some point, and it's Mario's turn. Hey, Got to take a pie to the face. Yeah, Paul. Was it a couple years ago? Was it Michael Irvin who hit you in the face, almost broke your nose when he hit you with a pie? He, he made my nose bleed. Yeah, he kind of put his shoulder. No, in. He, he stiff-armed me. <laughs> I said, Mike, it's not, you're not playing football. I'm not a defender. But he, like, smashed the pie. We smashed each other simultaneously. Uh, Tom in L.A. Hey, Tom, what's on your mind today? Just comparing uh, Brock Myers' uh, long, successful career by himself, and also with these uh, high school or these college basketball teams. This is more for the back row. Would you guys prefer a, a Hall of Fame long career as as an individual talent working one job for your whole life, or where you, one where you got to do whatever you want for the rest of your life, but you're always associated with the four other guys from your freshman class? Hmm. Okay. Do you guys? Uh, thank you, Tom. Do you want something individually or you want to be known for this? Yes, Todd. If I'm having fun, I have no problem with the group thing. I know ego-wise, the part of you that wonders what you can do on your own. But if I'm laughing and looking forward to going to work, I'm fine with uh, being part of an ensemble. Okay. McLovin? I didn't totally understand the question. Was he talking about Jawan Howard, like the four freshmen you came in with? Is that what he meant? And why do you say the back row and not the front row? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with either. Be being nice. Yeah. Paulie? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, if we if we weren't fine with it, we wouldn't be here for 20 years. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. All right. 
What, McLovin? So he's saying like a role player on a Duke title team or like a 10-year NBA career make $40 million. Well, the $40 million is calling, I'll be honest. Okay. All right, well, you want the results of the poll? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Would you rather have Christian Lehner's amateur career where he basically rode Grant Hill and Bobby Hurley's oh, coattails? No. Or his pro career? Guess what? 64% said amateur. Well, he is one of the great college basketball players of all time. The NBA made an all-star team a couple of times, and he spent 15 years there. Uh, Todd, what did you wor- uh, learn on today's award-nominated program? Sean Salisbury thinks the Bears should call Seattle back and up the ante further for Russell Wilson. Uh, McLovin. I'm about to kill Guy Fieri in our bracket contest. Ooh, Seton. A great injustice is being done to Sean Salisbury. Paulie? Jimmy Jackson, 20 points versus Michigan. What we learned, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans, go far beyond... Mercedes-Benz vans are built, equipped, engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile. Take the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. Thanks for all of you involved in our bracket challenge. We look forward to the results. Have fun this weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday here on the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Psst, there's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell to saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline, and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, Platinum Status is earned with 12 fill-ups over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill-up at participating Shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com status. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously, and that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.